Salon Thoughts. I'm De Reyes, Alonzo Hero, Mr. Jonathan Greenstein, and Brandon Samora, the host of the Sports Plan Podcast. Guys, welcome. This should be a special edition episode. We remember the legendary Vince Coley, which today is one year since his passing. Uh, first of all, how are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Like, I just ready to talk about some Vin stories, man. How about you, Brendan? How do you feel? Not too bad. Not too bad, man. Obviously, like you're saying, it's the one-year anniversary of Vince Scully. May he rest in peace. Dodger legend. Even if you're not a Dodger fan, as long as you're a baseball fan, everyone loved him. Yeah. The one man you can't hate. Mm-hmm. Not just b- baseball broadcaster, but also football, golf. <laughs> the legendary Vince Scully. So first, let me just introduce him. Vince Scully was born on November 29, 1927 in the Bronx, New York. Scully attended Fordham Preparatory School in the Bronx. He worked delivering beer and mail. I just learned about this recently. Pushing garment racks and cleaning silver in the basement of a Pennsylvania of the Pennsylvania Hotel in New York City. Scully discovered his love of baseball at the age of eight when he saw the results of the second game of the 1936 World Series at a laundromat, something that would tie to the ending of his career right here. He felt bad for the New York Giants, who lost that game 18-4 to the Yankees. He will later serve two years in the Navy, and after would attend Fordham University as a student broadcaster and journalist. In 1950, Scully would join Red Barber and Connie Desmond. And well, right there, the rest is history. He would broadcast Dodger games until 19, up until 2016, 60 years. His final game will be October 2nd, 2016. The Dodgers versus the Giants, exactly 80 years since that Game 2 of the 1936 World Series where he first fell in love with the sport. Very interesting, very incredible for me. It's kind of inspiring when you think about it. Um, perfect man that actually followed his dreams and he did it. He did what he loved until, until pretty much the last, the final years of his life. He would be inducted into Cooperstown, the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1982. Once he witnessed one championship with the Brooklyn Dodgers and five of them with the Dodgers. And after after he retired, he would see the 2020 World Series. He would see a ring, but just not broadcast that game. So, guys, first question I'd like to ask you guys: What does Vince Scully mean to you? First, John. Vince Scully is a legend to me. He's the best of the best. He's number one on the planet Earth in sports broadcasting, at least for baseball. I mean, for most sports. You, you think of sports broadcasting, the name Vince Scully pops up right away because the man tells the best stories, does the best research. He's always really deep into what he's talking about. He like talks about stories about the players when they were kids. He's like, this guy was on a farm when he was eight years old. He helped his father, did help to put the pigs in the pen or something like that. But yeah, <laughs> some story like that. Like he just... Something that's nothing like related to baseball, like he'll tell you some interesting stories about the person, which I think is great because like it adds elements to the game that you don't see from other broadcasters. They won't do that as much. Like people try to emulate Vin Scully, but it's not going to be the same because the man has an authentic voice for it. How about you, Brendan? Yeah, most definitely. Like, just to piggyback off of what John was saying, like, obviously he's not only the voice of the Dodgers, he's the voice of baseball. He's that one that every broadcaster, whether you're aspiring to be a broadcaster 
or you're already a commentator, like in the in a pro league, whatever, uh, you're trying to reach what Vince Coley did. And I love how John brought up like the random stories that he'd bring up of like players or coaching staff, like uh, childhoods, you know, because it gives you another element of to who that not who that player is, but who that player is as a person, if that makes sense. So it's all like, obviously, you could say, oh, this guy, this guy has been trying to get to the do- uh, the majors for so long, whatever. But it's all like he c- you can keep saying that, but he would bring in more of a, who that person is as uh, like what made that player the person he is today. So, um, yeah, man, I just Vince Scully means a lot to Dodger fans, especially a lot to to baseball fans. So Vince Scully is one of one. Did Vince Scully um, inspire you guys to pursue broadcasting? Yeah, he did. He literally, <clears throat> he was just, the way he did things made me want to be a sports broadcaster. Like, I just wanted to emulate my broadcast. So, like, what I would do in the future, like, I wanted to be just like him. Like, just... I mean, I said before Joe Buck, but Vince Scully is better than Joe Buck by a long shot. <laughs> no doubt. Like, oh, Vince no Scully doubt. is not so much better. <laughs> I mean, Joe Buck is just Mr. East Coast bias, hates the West Coast. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Vince Scully just will do any game and love any player, like treats it like it's his team. Like He doesn't care who's playing. As long as the game is playing, he's going to just treat it as any other game. He's not going to be biased about it at all. And that's what I loved about him. Like, that's kind of why I liked his broadcast style along with the storytelling. How about you, Brandon? Did he also inspire you, or was there someone else that inspired to pursue journalism, broadcast journalism? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Scully was definitely one of the people, uh, one of the commentators that inspired me because uh, I only started watching baseball like. 2013-ish, want to say. So obviously at that point, I was about 15 years old, didn't really know much about baseball, but uh, Vince Scully was like, it didn't, you didn't know, have to know baseball, like like a diehard at that point, you know, because Vince Scully was there as if he, he was talking to you. Uh, like his commentating style was as if he was talking to you, like as if we were friends, you know, like, and then he like how John said earlier, he throws in the stories here and there, like obviously he has play-by-play. But I think the storytelling and the way he he would, the way he would uh, like take command of the broadcast is like truly what made him special. So he was definitely one of the one of the broadcasters. Mm-hmm. Just funny, incredible. Um, everything he's done, sixty-seven years with the Dodgers, sixty-seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Most people retire at sixty-two. This guy retired at eighty-eight. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. I, mean, I don't know, something just with baseball announcers, well, broadcasters in general, they last so long. Um, for example, Jaime Harin, 64 years with the Dodgers. Bob Uecker, 50-something years, almost 60 years broadcasting the Brewer games. I mean, it's just incredible. It's just an example of these are men that they love what they do. They just, they just don't want to mm-hmm. retire until they just can't anymore or... Get tired of well, it's it. not a physical job, man. It's not a very physical job. So, like, if you love doing it, the only physical part about it is traveling. But Ben Scully, yeah. towards his end of his career, only stayed in at home games because he couldn't handle the traveling aspect, which takes a toll on your body. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. 
That kind of sucked though, because you only got to see the crappy broadcasters for the Dodgers on the road. Like, um, what's his name? Uh, I know Eric Caros does like part of it. I forget who the other guy's name. Do you, do you guys know? Is it like Steve Lyons? I can't remember his name. That was so long ago. Honestly, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, they don't I, care. They don't matter. Getting, that's when I was first getting into baseball. So, <laughs> yeah, but, no, like, but like how you're kind of saying, uh, David, like it just, uh, it's not work to them. They're work. They're they've been doing this for so long because it's like the saying says, uh, get work a job that you love and you never work a day in your life. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not just him. There's other ones that other broadcasters that inspire to do the same. But he's been so the perfect example. As I mentioned, '67 season with the Dodgers. He fell in love with the sport as a kid, and 80 years later, that was what he retired from. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have a favorite Vince Scully moment? Um, favorite Vince Scully moment. I like the the last home game of the Dodgers, like they, when he did the praise for him, like when I think it was oh, yeah, Doc Doc Roberts, yeah Doc Roberts was pointing to this thing. He's like, "We love you, Van. We love you." He kept yelling that, and like I thought it was hilarious because <laughs> like Vin was just like cracking up, like Vin's smile was like what made me laugh, like because. You don't see Vin like laughing hysterically very often. Like he's very serious and into the game a lot. And that honestly caught me off guard. Yeah. yeah. um, I would think there's a couple that come up, you know, Uh, 1988 Kirk Gibson home run. Uh, Yeah. It was a 2014. I want to say Kershaw, no hitter, you know, like it is like a couple like of those, um, and then, like, now that you mentioned his final Dodger home game, I want to kind of, like, uh, mention his final game. Like, obviously, they were in San Francisco, Dodger rival. They even had – I want to say they put even a, a placard of, like, the final booth that Vince Coley, like, commentated in or something like that. And it just, it's just great to see because, like, even that shows that even though Dodgers and, and Giants are rivals, it doesn't matter because it was Vince Coley. He was the legend. No matter who you root for, you can't root against him. So yeah, yeah. As you mentioned, the the final game that's my memorable moment. Um, obviously, there's don't yes, his famous calls as you mentioned the Kurt Gibson home run, the Fernando Valenzuela one. Well, I think it was Fernando got the no hitter. We have a mm. sombrero throw it to the sky. Yeah. Um, there's a famous um, football one. It was uh, the Forty ers I forgot they took on Joe Montana scoring the. Touchdown, the winning touchdown pass. I think it was his final football game broadcast. Oh yes. Oh, oh, in that, he, John mentioned the the final home game as well. Uh, that's what I was trying to I was trying to look it up real quick to see uh, who who did it. But I remember Charlie Culberson had a walk off home run in his final home game, so that was yeah. cool too. Yeah. So that's I, I wanted. To, I was trying to look it up before I mentioned it just to confirm. But yeah. That went that moment as well too, because imagine final home game and this is how you how he they leave you. I was like nothing better. One final signature call. Um, if if any was in front of you right now, what would you tell him or ask him? I don't know. Who do you guys want to? 
wants to answer Go ahead, John. I guess I'll go because my dad actually would deliver bread to Vin, so he's actually had conversations with him at Whole Foods really? Market. So, like, well, Vin's shops at Whole Foods. He used to, like, in uh, Calabasas and Hills area. My dad would deliver there. And Vin would be asking my dad, like, questions all the time. Like, where's the this bread? Like, how is this taste? And my dad would just, like, have full conversations about the Dodgers. Like, how, like, he loved the game. And he would just be so friendly to my dad. And I, I thought that was amazing. Like, if I was there with him, I'd be asking him, like, what pers- what pushed him to be a broadcaster like at, at such a young age like what made you want to do this instead of working like you know like back then it was like all military like you had to be in the military like work an army but he chose the path to broadcast cuz he loved baseball but he just wanted to share it that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John if I'm not wrong. I believe you said you had an interaction with him, correct? When you helped your dad? Once. Yeah, it was at Gelson's in Calabasas, that one. He shops at Whole Foods and Gelson's. Like, my dad had that whole area. This was, like, 2013, I think. Yeah, 2013. I went with my dad to work, like, at 5 a.m., and he was just right down there with his wife. I think her name is Sandy, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, not yes. 100% sure, but, yes, yeah, they were – they were there together, and they were just looking at Entenmann's Donuts, and Vin's like, I need some sweets. <laughs> I, I thought it was hilarious. It's It was kind of cool. Like I didn't get to say too much to him. I just said hi, and I kind of didn't want to bug him too much. I feel like people are always in his mm-hmm. face about – you know, like if you were a celebrity, would you really want to be bugged a lot? And like – because it's his personal life, and – He's just enjoying his day off with his wife. So, like, I didn't push him. Like, if he wanted to talk to me more, like, he would have tried to. But if he was alone, I definitely would have ask him a few questions. But I didn't want to bug him because he was enjoying his day with his wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, that's an amazing experience, and I'm sure that's something you always cherish in your heart. Yeah. And you could talk definitely. about it, I mean, about it to friends and family. I mean, there's another celebrity I've seen, but he's not a good dude, though. Adrian Peterson. I mean, I saw him at LAX a couple of times. <laughs> not the bestest guy. Of... He's not very friendly. He just got mad because he lost his bags at the airport, and he was freaking out at the lady at Delta Airlines. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to ask him to take a picture because it just would be awkward as hell. <laughs> yeah, over there, like, can I get a picture, Mister AP? What? I just lost my bags. Give me, leave me alone, kid. Yeah, he just beats the crap out of me. <laughs> How about you, Brendan? If Vince was in uh, front of you right now, what would you tell him or ask him? Um, probably uh, ask him. Maybe what's your favorite uh, Dodger moment? You know, obviously you. You grew up with them in Brooklyn, and you moved here with the team uh, to L.A. So I'm sure he'd have a bunch to say, like, you know, favorite moment, whether as you're calling a game or as, even just as a fan, like even though he's a commentator, just whether it happened in the game or whether it was his own calls. Um, and then just let him know thank you because uh, as someone who didn't really know baseball when I first started watching it, I was glad I was able to get his last couple seasons in as a Dodger fan that way. 
I knew what was the best commentator to have ever commentated a game and Vince Coley. So I just wanted to say thank you for simpling, making it or simplifying it, I should say, uh, for that common fan and making us always feel like a friend, even though obviously he was at Dodger Stadium or in our living room or wherever, we, wherever we're watching it. So thanks for always helping us feel like we were sitting right next to him and he's just telling us a story. Yeah, I mean, I would say the same thing. I mean, I would just obviously thank him for everything he's done. His inspiration to many. Um, and you could tell right away that he's a down-to-earth person. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you see on TV, what you hear on the radio, is actually him. I'm sure your dad He's a very nice guy. Job. Yeah. Very nice guy. Mm-hmm. He treats like everyone he as, like, family, I feel like. That's how he, he is, like... He, He's like, he's not afraid to go up to anyone and ask anyone anything. Like, how's your day going? That type of stuff. Like, that's what my dad told me, so. Um, one big regret that I have is after I interviewed Jaime Harina, I should have asked Jaime and his son Jorge, is there a way to talk to Vinny? Mm-hmm. I don't know, some extra credit or just some, I don't know, just... For an extra credit assignment for our old class on point, John. I'm sure that would have been a cool thing to at least try. Yeah, but unfortunately, Vin. I mean, I've delivered to Vin's house before, but like, I didn't see him. Obviously, he wasn't there, but because he lives in the Hidden Hills, he's got like a long driveway, like a huge house. I don't remember how many cars he had, so but wants, like, so so you won't sneak in. That's why. Yeah, the security there is no joke. They like do a whole background information at Hidden Hills. There, you can't even. It's hard to get in. Like really? they they were trying to like not let me in at all when I was in Hidden Hills, like pulling up with my Amazon van. I'm like, bruh, you don't see that I'm delivering packages here. Let me in. <laughs> They're like, I need to see your ID. I need to see all this. I need to check if you have any history of stealing or anything. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's just a neighborhood. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I thought you were going to the Kardashians. I don't care about the Kardashians, bro. But... <laughs> they can live their little juicy life or whatever the hell. <laughs> well, anyways, um, what was your guys' reaction when you heard the passing of Vince Scully? Um, I was actually at work. And uh, it was just crazy because uh, we were obviously it was during a Dodger game. Can't remember who they were playing, but I just remember just watching the game. And then I don't know where they come back and say like, "Oh, we have some unfortunate news to break." Um, and then I don't know why it's all like once I heard that, I was like, "Oh, damn! Don't tell me they're gonna say what I think they're saying." But obviously, you knew that like he was older and all that health issues. And then they say like, "We would like to." We regret to inform you guys that, like, of the passing of the legendary Pinscoli, this and that. Now it's not like, damn, dude, it's like, it's not like, you know, he, someone's like obviously older, but it still hurts because it's all like this man, like, you grew up watching and all that. So just to hear that he passed away, he was just not, now you didn't even have to be a Dodger fan. You had to, like, even every baseball fan was like, damn, man, like, that's when I realized, like, 
uh, uh, that's when he passed, I realized, oh, you don't have to be a Dodger fan to love Vince Scully. You just have to appreciate the game of baseball and appreciate his, the way he would uh, commentate his games just based off his storytelling, like, as we keep saying, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it was, just, it was a super sad day. And uh, may he rest in peace. Yeah, I was pretty sad when I heard the news, like, because it's a legend that you can't replace. And, like, I don't know, it just it hit me differently because I just saw him as, like, the guide for baseball, like the ultimate guide. And you're never going to hear another voice like that. And it, it just gave me chills when I heard he passed because, I don't know, it's just – it's hard to believe because he's been here forever and now he's not here with us anymore. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah. I have a yeah. similar story to Brandon. Um, it was a Dodger game. I was watching on TBS and then I saw on the bottom, they say at the age of 94, I didn't see the name of who passed away. Mm-hmm. But when I saw 94, I was like, Oh, they're doing the math. Oh, shoot. Don't think, don't tell me it was Scully. Then they eventually, uh, in the bottom, they said the name, and then uh, the broadcasters are obviously the broadcasters were. They sounded sad, down. They were very quiet voice. They're just sharing their things, moments of Vince Scully, but they just never mentioned his name until they said Vince Scully, and then in the bottom of the the broadcast, they said Vince Scully passed away at Hidden Hills. That's when I knew automatically that was Vin. But I was like that, Brandon. Like, mm-hmm. Oh no! Like, until it was Vince Scully. Um. Well, I don't know if you guys have anything else to share, say, um, to before we wrap this up. But I really no, appreciate you guys. La- yeah. Oh, sorry. Just last thing. Uh, full circle moment. His final game uh, that he broadcasted was at San Francisco. That Now that I'm looking it up right now, the day that he passed away was at San Francisco. So I think I want to say Joe Davis mentioned that as well, where like uh, – not how fitting it is, but like it's it's it's. Uh, I can't remember what he said exactly, but it was something like how fitting that we're here breaking the news in the final booth where Vince Coley called his final game. You know, because kind of like a full circle moment. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I have. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. You guys really covered it all. Like, he's just a legend, man. That's all there is. I just did write something to wrap this up. Vin Scully, we just would like to thank you for everything you have done and for being for who you are, an inspiration, an example to many. On behalf of everybody that made this possible, Ren Samora, Jonathan Greenstein, Andre Rey saying so long. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you all. And wait, before, what's up? Uh, yes, oh, it's backwards <laughs> on the camera, but it's nah, it's good. That, Dodger Jersey with a mic. Legendary Vince Scully, about to thank you all. Thank you, Vinny. Rest in peace.